Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we travel to Sud Tirol, Alto Adige, Italy's northernmost German-speaking region, to meet my guest, friend and fellow Italian wine ambassador, Elmar Hofer, who is now the head sommelier at the acclaimed three-star Michelin restaurant San Hubertus in the Rosa Alpina Hotel, located in the heart of the stunningly beautiful Italian Dolomites. Joe Elmar, how are you today? Ciao, Marco. Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. The sun is shining here in England today, so uh, it's a nice day here. Elmar, tell us a little bit about, about your background, because I know you had a completely different and a very exciting career before you became a sommelier? Well, um, my life, before becoming a sommelier, my life was a little bit different in, in, in a lot of ways. I actually was a professional uh, ski, uh, ski, alpine skier uh, for around uh, 15 years and quit it in 2011 after a few decisions to, to take uh, because getting older, a few injuries and so on, uh, I had to make a decision and... and what what uh, discipline did you ski in? Uh, I was uh, basically downhill and super ski, uh, super G. Wow! Um, made a few a few World Cup races, a few uh, a, a European Cup. Wow! Wow! That's uh, that's crazy. <laughs> that must have been an amazing uh, amazing career as a professional athlete. Was was food and wine important to you? Did you have to watch your diet? Were you able to? enjoy wine i was able but always in, in, in a small quantity of course and uh, food food was uh, a really big matter of course uh, you had to watch your your what you're eating uh, keeping on diet and so on oh just so you kept super fit yes absolutely well downhill skiing i think is uh, you know watching it uh, both in person i've seen some races and also on the television, it seems one of the most dangerous adrenaline-fueled activities. How have you replaced that thrill today? Yeah, no, that <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I think you cannot really replace this this adrenaline kicks. What what you got doing during a race or during a downhill? Uh, it's really difficult because that's you living in a whole completely other world. And so uh, my life got a little bit easier, let's say that, and, and quieter, absolutely. Yeah, I can imagine that, where you don't even have a second to think as you're racing down the mountain. Now, did you always have an interest in and a love of wine? And after you retired from your career as an alpine skier, did you immediately turn to wine as a profession? The interest was, was always there also during during my career as a skier, but uh after I quit it, uh, 2011, the first few years I was still, um, I made my, my instructor, my ski instructor, my uh, ski coach uh, uh, examinations and everything. 
worked a, a few years also as as a ski coach for uh, a young uh, young children's under 16 and and slowly to, during this period i i came a little bit to know more about wine and then 2014 uh, my wife uh, I, my girlfriend now wife uh, pushed me a little bit and, and said so let's try this uh, if you want if you really like this this sector this uh, Let's try it. Uh, start to uh, to make the uh, uh, sommelier course in, in Alto Adige. See if you like it. And yeah, uh, I got stuck in the business. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I guess being from Alto Adige, this is where you grew up. You were always immersed in that gastronomic culture. That's such a part of life. Uh, the enjoyment of of good food and wine would have been something you grew up with. Absolutely. Um, you know, Alto Adige has uh, a really um, different culture than, than the rest of Italy. Basically speaking, uh, everybody German as mother language. And there's the influence, the German influence, but a lot of Italian influence, uh, absolutely from, from the side of the food. So it's really interesting, the, this mixture, this combination, and yeah, really nice, interesting, yes. That mixture that you find in the in the wine itself, which uh, we'll talk about. Uh, also in the wine itself, yes. Now, you've actually achieved a, a huge amount in a short space of time. You're a Via Italian Wine Ambassador, you gained your certified ICE sommelier qualification. You've been a judge for five-star wines. You're now enrolled in the Court of Master Sommeliers. And you're soon to be taking over this important position as head sommelier in one of the very best restaurants in Italy, a place that has an incredible wine list. How did you achieve this? Did you, did you naturally have a, a really good palate and what do you think is most essential to be a good sommelier? Um, well, I think uh, it's a combination of, of many factors to be, uh, uh, or, or what um, what makes a sommelier uh, successful. Uh, I would say the palate it's one of the most important things to have, but uh, you have to train it in a, in a in a long time of your life, uh, of your sommelier life, and uh, there. Uh, you have a, have a, a, a hunger to learn, uh, to taste different styles, to never stop experimenting, uh, so you can grow a little bit. Uh, I I think I'm I'm just at the beginning of my of my career and um, keep going on, uh, tasting, tasting, and uh, improving uh, your your knowledge about wine. Uh, it's it's uh, fundamental in this in this business, and then of course. The hunger uh, to never stop learning and uh, keep uh, you up to date because the wine business is moving so fast along, uh, changing uh, basically every day. So you have to to, to keep studying, and uh, that's uh, uh, a little bit what 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 uh, uh, what what makes a sommelier. And then of course you you have to to have a little bit of luck as well. To get to meet the right persons uh, and and to have a little bit the right influence from the right persons, uh, so you can improve even more uh, in in this business. And and uh, I think uh, as 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 I said, you learn swimming in a deep water. Just uh, sometimes you have to to try yourself out and to to go a little bit over your limit to to get better. Yeah, I, uh, that's a good analogy. Uh, in it in at the deep end, and you certainly are in at uh, a very serious deep end in really one of the most beautiful 
places you could be working at the Rosa Alpina in the heart of the of the Dolomites, in the heart of the ski country. So I guess you feel very at home there in the winters. Tell us about this special place. Yeah, it's a, it's a really beautiful place, especially in winter, but also summertime now. I, I learn uh, even more uh, appreciating the summer times in, 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 in the Dolomites because it's it's you can do everything you can go biking hiking running it's really a beautiful beautiful place over there yeah that that sounds beautiful winter and summer absolutely elmar you work with a great chef in the restaurant san ubertis uh with uh, norbert niederkofler uh, what's he like to work with uh, norbert um, our chef it's uh, let's say really really inspiring uh uh, if you think back in the time when he started now his new philosophy, he was a little bit in, in, in front of the time. Uh, so you can say he was a little bit a, a pioneer of, of, his, uh, of this philosophy of the sustainable kitchen in the, in the fine dining sector. And uh, it's uh, really inspiring to see him work and also uh, to work with him. So uh, the front of house team works closely with the kitchen team then? Uh, absolutely. I think uh, on, on this level... Uh, if where we are, three stars Michelin, uh, you have to work uh, really, really closely with the kitchen. Uh, it uh, has to be a teamwork. Yeah, otherwise, it's it's not working. You have to be synchronized uh, front of house team with the kitchen team. Um, if not, uh, you 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 cannot not achieve this 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 level. Now, um, you've mentioned Norbert's belief in sustainability and provenance uh, and this philosophy behind the concept cook the mountain explain a little bit about what that means cook the mountain okay um, let's say cook the mountain it's um, his philosophy starting um, to evolving 2008 2007 he got his second star with a completely different kitchen than it's now what we have so 2008 he he rethink a, a little bit his philosophy and uh, coming back to the to his origins let's say like this our philosophy is this we taking uh, just local products or let's say uh, products of the mountain regions coming 90 percent of of the products what we are using in our restaurant um, uh, completely from our region from alto adige but uh, the rest uh, 10 percent from the mountain regions uh, going over to to Bergamo, but also Veneto and uh, Friuli, Venezia, Giulia. So we're staying in the mountain regions, and uh, this keeps us a little bit uh, different from other restaurants in, in the area. That's amazing, 100% then from the mountain, this alpine environment. So it's a really specific local cuisine that he's honed with relationships with the producers, Absolutely. It's a, a cooperation with really small producers. We are buying directly from them. So there's no intermediate buyer-seller. Uh, we, can, we can talk to them uh, directly. It's a lot of work because you have to plan ahead, of course, because um, we are using only that what, what the nature is giving us. So depending also a little bit of the, of the time in the year, our menu in the restaurant changes a lot, uh, especially during summertime. Uh, can can be that uh, every second day we have new dishes on on the menu, because we get uh, some new new herbs, new new vegetables, and so on. In the winter time, it's a little bit uh, more uh, steady, let's say, uh, because we have to reuse 
every everything what we what we work to what the kitchen worked during the summertime. Well, that's amazing, um, and I would imagine then if the menu is changing can change that frequently in summer months, for example, that one of the most interesting aspects of your work as a sommelier is tasting and discovering and discussing the perfect pairings for the wines to enhance and accompany the foods. How difficult is it to to continually come up with the perfect pairings for the of wines and foods? Quite, quite difficult, let's say, because sometimes we have really, really um, complex dishes with a lot of uh, different uh, flavors and uh, acidity levels so giving a little bit uh, difficulty also also to us to the, the, the whole sommelier stuff um, finding always the perfect matching that's why we are not only using um, wine we have also some beer in 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 the pairing and uh, yeah wow that's 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 really fascinating now this philosophy behind cook the mountain of sustainability, local provenance, seasonality, it would seem to me that this would favor pairings with the local wines, the great wines of Sud Tirol Alto Adige. And there's certainly no shortage of them where you are. Um, you, know, you have an extensive wine list from your own area. Tell us about some of your favorite wines and what Sud Tirol has to uniquely offer on the Italian wine list. Well, um, in Alto Adige, basically we have we have everything covered. We we're going from sparkling wine, classic method, uh, uh, white wines, red wines to sweet wines. We cover basically the whole uh, the whole palette. Um, my favorite wines, uh, if you're going uh, white wine, I would say it's a uh, Pinot Bianco, uh, really special um, and important to our region. One of the most important white wines. What we what we are producing in in, in in Alto Adige, and afterwards when we when we're talking about red wines, of course uh, we have to mention our two native grape varieties, the Fernach Schiava, and afterwards the Lagrain. Yeah, and so those are very much food wines, wines that that can uh, and of course the different expressions of of um, of Schiava, for example, can. Can it be a fresher style or a more deep style, depending on the dish? Exactly, yeah, because uh, depending also a little bit on the producers, we have this really, really light, fresh, uh, fruit-forward style from, from the Schiava. But then we have also a little bit more uh, structured, uh, more mature, uh, evolved um, Schiava style that matches then also a little bit better the, the meats or a light fish dish. What does um, Pinot Bianco have that you think makes it uh, a truly great white wine in its, you know, in its best expressions? I think it's a, a very balanced wine, uh, nice acidity, but uh, giving also a nice minerality in the wine and this uh, nicely uh, um, fruit flavors, fruit characters, making it really, really easy to 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 compare or to, to pair with, uh, with the dishes. Now, you mentioned that um, being a sommelier is, means you never stop learning. You're exploring wines from around the world, learning about wines from around the world. Uh, Sandu Bertis has a very impressive wine list, including some of the greatest wines from all over the world. What are some of your other favorite wines and wine regions and perhaps areas that also can pair well with the uh, with the cook the mountain menu yeah our, our wine list is, is really uh, really great really uh, a huge wine list and 
all all this this um, this is, was only possible because of the of the love uh, of our uh, restaurant manager and uh, former head chef uh, head sommelier uh, Lucas uh, Lucas Garges. He's really a great guy. He he teach me a lot, and uh, I still uh, uh, looking forward to work the next uh, few years with him uh, to improve myself. And uh, if we're talking of uh, other wine regions, for sure at the moment uh, German Riesling. Uh, it's it's one of my really favorites uh, when we're talking about white wines, and then there we are going from from the Mosel region to down Rheinhessen, Rheingau, and also Nahe region. Uh, there are really some outstanding uh, wines, and they are fitting uh, very well our 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 menu actually as well because this nice acidity giving a little bit of uh, balance to our dishes. Let's say like this. Mainly in the Trocken style, or can the sweeter wines also pair well? We we are we are pairing uh, also some sweeter wines. Uh, uh, we have an uh, for example a dish. It's uh, our tripe, and there we are serving uh, a Riesling Auslese because this uh, this sweetness fitting very well to this uh, fatty dish. Wow, that sounds amazing. And then if you are talking about the red wine, uh, let's say, of course, next to uh, the Italian wines uh, from Piemont uh, and all over Tuscany and uh, the rest of Italy, uh, I would say I would uh, be in, in, the, in, in France and in Burgundy at the moment. It's some really nice uh, Pinot Noirs. Those beautiful classic expressions of Burgundy. Uh, Elmer, you said learning is never ending in the world of wine and food. What is next for you? How are you going to keep progressing? Well, the next uh, big step is um, taking a certified uh, exam for the Court of Master. Um, it will be end of July. So that's that's a big exam. Then the Court of Master Sommelier is a very high qualification. Is that in, uh, involving a lot of study? Yes, a lot of study at the moment. Uh, so fortunately, I have uh, a little bit of free time now uh, because we are closed at the moment with the restaurant. Just reopening first uh, of June, so I have a lot of a lot of free time. Let's say like this, and uh, helps me a little bit to going easier with the study. And uh, then afterwards, I guess I do my um, w, WSET diploma. Uh, I just uh, made the level three last year. So uh, I will go for the level four and the diploma afterwards. Yeah, all very high qualifications. And uh, as you say, uh, the world of wine is evolving at such pace. It's incredible just in Italy how things change so so quickly so it is essential to keep uh, to keep learning what what the last few the let's say the last decade uh, was so many changes and uh, it's keeping evolving and if you not uh, not be up to date it's really difficult to to work in that sector yeah i mean for example elmar when we were in etna together uh, for the Gita Scholastica, I mean, it was incredible how some of those wonderful wineries we visited were so recent, so young, producing such great wines. Yeah, absolutely. This was an uh, amazing trip, and uh, uh, we met a lot of really nice persons, people, uh, young wineries. And uh, if you think back in, in 10 years ago, 12 years ago, Etna was almost... Uh, abandoned and but now it's really coming back and uh, coming back strong yeah certainly is final question elmar when you're not working what do you enjoy doing most 
well, besides of uh, uh, eating and uh, drinking wine, uh, let's say I'm, I'm still uh, moving myself a uh, lot of sport uh, in summer times, for sure, of course, uh, hiking, running up in the mountains, uh, but also biking, playing tennis, golf, and uh, in winter time, when I have time, I, I appreciate to have a nice uh, ski day or ski alpin alpinism uh, going up uh, through the, the woods and then uh, skiing down in uh, the fresh powder. Oh, wow. That sounds like a, a wonderful balance of life that you've created for yourself. Yeah, you have to, to have a little bit uh, uh, this this life balance because uh, if you just work uh, uh, sometime it's going to be too much and you will not uh, be at uh, the top level you you want to be so uh, this this balance uh, you you were biking as well a lot i saw you last week it was in portugal right i was, I was biking in portugal yeah yeah so uh, you keep your fit as well so uh, you know uh, what i'm talking about well, Elmar, it's been really, uh, really great to catch up with you, to hear about uh, all your life and your plans. And I really hope uh, we can meet again soon. I just want to wish you all the best with, with your future plans, uh, with the reopening of uh, Rosa Alpina in June and, and your work as the head sommelier there. It's, it's been a real pleasure and I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Mark. It was a pleasure also for me and thank you for having me. And yes, let's let's hope to see you soon. That would be great. Okay. Absolutely. Ciao for now. Thank you. Ciao. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Please remember to like, share and subscribe right here or wherever you get your pods. Likewise, you can visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Until next time, chin chin. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.